Three. Hey guys, great to be live with you again. So Donald Trump has created something called Agenda 47 since he's planning to be the 47th president of the United States. And part of that agenda is to create a commission to probe chronic illness in children. He is asking questions about why so many children are sick and dying. Now, one of my viewers said they haven't seen a thing about this on TV news. So here's the thing. We're seeing what played out out throughout his presidency repeat where all it is is witch hunts and vague allegations of criminality and no talk of the actual nuts and bolts of what he's doing when he was stripping away regulations that allowed businesses to freely grow and the economy started to catapult and black unemployment was at an all-time low and all that. There was no focus on the actual work he was doing as president. And we're seeing that repeat again. So he, I'm going to show you uh, the clip of President Trump spelling out his plan for kids. And I'm saying that he's he changed his tune on big pharma because when those new pharmaceuticals rolled out um, under warp speed, he was a huge fan of those, and he was pushing pharmaceuticals, and he even. Bra, you know, celebrated one of the pharmaceutical owners uh, at one of his rallies. So now he's calling out Big Pharma. So it feels like a tune switch to me. You know what I mean? Let's look at Donald Trump uh, a couple of years ago shouting out his buddy Johnson. What a job he did. Also with us are some friends of mine. They wanted to say, I said, don't come tonight. Let's go another time. It's pouring. Woody Johnson, a great gentleman. You ever hear of Johnson and Johnson? He owns the place. I tell you what, this guy's got cash like nobody's got cash. <laughs> so he was a big fan of the pharmaceutical owners. Now he's calling out uh, the same companies. I, I don't. He didn't specifically name his buddies at Johnson and Johnson, but I'll show you the clip exactly what he said. Real quick, uh, shout out to the sponsor. Of my news coverage. All right. So the signs of future financial trouble for American investors and savers are piling on in 2023. Bloomberg is warning of a severe economic reset and gold appears as a caged bull awaiting a catalyst. In May, JP Morgan's senior team say, said that cut, cut stocks, buy gold and hold your cash. That was the name of the article. Cut stocks, buy gold and hold your cash. The CEO of a major real estate investing firm declared it's really the perfect storm. Empty office buildings across the U.S. could lead to a financial meltdown. Wells Fargo said gold is in a super cycle that could last another six years. And worst case scenario is $3,000 gold. The time for gold is here and demand is soaring. Let National Gold Group show you options for investing in precious metals like gold and silver in your retirement accounts and for direct delivery. Mention my channel, Ivory Hecker. And you'll always get best-in-class service from real American service providers. The National Gold Group IRA Fee Waiver Program allows you to invest in your IRA or 401k into physical gold and silver. And you may be eligible for the lifetime fee waiver on qualifying rollovers. You can call them at 888-617-5927 today. That number and the link to their website is down in my description 888-617-5927. Get a free investor guide today. National Gold Group is a consumer affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer. 888-617-5927. Add the power of gold to your portfolio. There's always a risk of loss with any investment. All right, with that being said, uh, let me play you the clip. Um, 
Donald Trump talking about his plan to help save children. I highlighted this when I was anchoring at One America News last week. Actually, it was developing news, and I had Dr. Ryan, Ryan Cole on. Now he does he does lab tests, um, samples of human cells, and looks at what's going on with people's health. And he's witnessed a dramatic decline um, in those cell health, the cell health, just over the past few years since the pandemic. He's thrilled to hear President Trump talking about this because he says he's been witnessing more children dying. So here's my clip uh, with Donald Trump, and then I bring on Dr. Ryan Cole. Take a listen to what Trump had to say about it all. Big corporations and other special interests and does not want to ask the tough questions about what is happening to our children's health. If Big Pharma defrauds American patients and taxpayers or puts profits above people, they must be investigated and held accountable. When I'm back in the White House, I will establish a special presidential commission of independent minds who are not bought and paid for by Big Pharma, and I will charge them with investigating what is causing the decades-long increase in chronic illnesses. And here now to discuss what is causing all of these chronic illnesses is Dr. Ryan Cole, a board, uh, a double board certified Mayo Clinic trained pathologist. Thank you so much for joining me. It's a pleasure to be here with you, Ivory. Thank you. So it was interesting to hear Donald Trump put pressure on Big Pharma because a lot of people were wondering if he was bought out by Big Pharma because he himself was pushing those new vaccines. What's your reaction to what he just said? Well, I applaud his statement. And like you mentioned, he took a page out of uh, RFK Jr.'s playbook, who's been looking into these things for a long time. And I think he points out a lot of very important things. I think it's very multifactorial. We have uh, an obesity epidemic. Uh, it's interesting that it uh, directly correlates with the amount of high fructose corn syrup in the foods on the shelves in our grocery stores. We use uh, unsafe seed oils, canola oils, soybean oils, uh, corn oils, et cetera, rice bran oils, things that are inflammatory. Uh, we certainly have an excess of injections our children receive that we know have uh, neurotoxins in them, such as aluminum, which I know, uh, you know, there's controversy over whether or not that causes autism, but there's there's plenty of books to be read there, Turtles All the Way Down, the um, science and of vaccines, uh, uh, science and myths of so, you know, it's not just that. We have fluoride in our water, which is no neurotoxin. We have plastics that are ubiquitous in our environment. Thankfully, a lot of that is changing, but our children are exposed to so many things. And then at the same time, we also live in a hyper-sterilized environment where we think all germs are bad, and that's not necessarily the case when one is little and building an immune system. And then going back to your point as well, uh, we know that these uh, injections have been immune suppressants. Uh, we look at the Cleveland Clinic study, the more you get, the more you get COVID. And that's peer-reviewed published data now. So it is multifactorial. I, I applaud the effort. And I hope whoever you know gets into that office will do this because the health of our nation is critical and our children aren't, uh, aren't looking to live as long as uh, the generations currently if we keep the current trajectories happening. So Trump came out with this plan just as the Justice Department was closing in on him in regards to the indictment over the classified document. So he's forging ahead with his strategy for being the uh, the next president despite this witch hunt. Now let's jump into the witch hunt because there's debate uh, between the left and the right right now 
on whether Trump's classified documents case is the same as Bill Clinton's classified documents, Hillary Clinton's classified documents, and of course, Joe Biden's, all of them got accused of having classified documents, actually. And so I want to actually play this clip from former congressional candidate Caroline Levitt, who breaks it down so nicely for how how the right sees it, and we'll look at how the left sees it. Okay, here's what you need to know about the federal indictment of President Trump. Joe Biden is abusing the Department of Justice to indict Donald Trump on bogus charges for taking documents with him to his home after his presidency, which is illegal under the Presidential Records Act. In fact, in 2012, a federal judge ruled that Bill Clinton was perfectly fine to put documents in his sock drawer after his presidency because those documents belong to him. So why is Bill Clinton allowed to do it, but not Donald Trump? You know who's not protected under the Presidential Records Act? Vice presidents. And that's what Joe Biden was when he took boxes and boxes of classified documents to his home in Delaware and also to his think tank that is funded by the Chinese in Pennsylvania. Though it's actually Joe Biden that's the criminal, but no indictment of him in sight. The two prosecutors that Biden's Department of Justice appointed to go after Trump in this case are Jack Smith and Karen Gilbert. Jack Smith's wife donated thousands of dollars to Joe Biden's campaign, and Karen Gilbert herself donated thousands of dollars to Joe Biden's campaign. And perhaps most important of all, this indictment came on the very same day that House Republicans on Capitol Hill revealed cold, hard evidence that Joe Biden and his family accepted $10 million in bribes from a Ukrainian foreign national. The timing of this is not a coincidence. It is a colluded effort to cover up for Joe Biden and his family's corruption when he was a senator, vice president, and now president of the United States. He is compromised. Joe Biden and the mainstream media are hell-bent on taking out Donald Trump. The fake news have spent 291 minutes on Trump indictment, but zero seconds on Joe Biden's corruption. Okay. Okay. She makes a great point about what's actually going on in regards to the investigation of Biden's money laundering, which people, few people break down in a way that makes sense to the average American. So basically the parts of it that I understand are that uh, Donald Trump instituted a program to catch Chinese spies while he was president. Chinese spies were coming to America pretending to be college students while actually analyzing important research projects, you know, to steal that information and bring it back to China. When President Biden became president, he deleted that program, citing racism and allowing Chinese spies to come back and steal American research. Uh, Prior to this, uh, records, bank, bank transactions have been, uh, followed that showed that the Biden family received about $10 million from the Chinese, but there's no word on what goods or services that Biden's provided to the Chinese to receive so much money. It wasn't just the Chinese. It was other foreign nationals as well, as I recall. So those were in the years leading up to Biden becoming president. So now that Biden is president, he's doing, it seems, doing major favors for the Chinese by deleting programs that catch Chinese spies. So basically it seems that Biden was paid to work on the half the Chinese while he's president of the United States. When you, when you add up those, those details. So Republicans in Congress have been working to investigate and prove uh, what they're finding, you know, there, but at last check, the Republicans are like, we don't know why the Chinese would pile on so much money to Biden 
You know, and then we think back to the fact that Biden was the most popular president of all time in the 2020 election, allegedly received more votes than any president in history. And then you look back to some things that True the Vote uncovered about Chinese servers associated with election software. And you start to scratch your head about whether the Chinese helped vote for Biden. Uh, so this is a very important case that is happening in con- the congressional investigation of our president, our so-called president. And the timing, like Caroline Levitt Levin said, is really impeccable that this historic indictment would go against President Trump at the exact same time major information about Biden is coming out. Um, so now the debate is, you know, she, she brought up Clinton and Biden. Uh, so fact checkers are circling the wagons in regards to Clinton's classified documents. So Bill Clinton was accused of having classified documents in his sock drawer, PolitiFact, uh, tackles this quote. Yes, Bill Clinton kept tapes in his sock drawer. Here's why Trump's case is different. Well, apparently this case was in regards to a historian who had met with Bill Clinton to interview him for, for the history books. And Clinton apparently recorded a copy, recorded an audio tape copy of the interview with the historian and kept it in his sock drawer. Uh, he must be the one who told people he had it in his sock drawer. I don't know why anyone would know that. But uh, a private group sued saying this should go into the the, the uh, presidential records. And ultimately, they lost that suit. And it was determined that Bill Clinton's recordings were just his personal information, not his presidential information. So that's what's going on with that case. Now, the Hillary Clinton case as you'll recall, she was sending classified emails in a, on a private server. Uh, the Associated Press tackled this uh, topic as well, talking about both Hillary and Joe Biden, how they believe that their cases are very different from uh, Donald Trump. Quote, Trump allies cite Clinton email probe to attack classified records case. There are big differences, says the AP. They go on to say that... Um, is there a different standard? So, so actually, it was interesting that the AP quotes Florida Governor Ron DeSantis defending Trump as much as Trump is railing into Ron DeSantis. DeSantis is actually standing, having Trump's back in this classified documents case. He said, is there a different standard for a Democratic Secretary of State versus a former Republican president? I think there needs to be one standard of justice in this country. So Ron DeSantis mentioning Hillary Clinton when she was Secretary of State and saying, you know, the fact that she was let go for her classified documents, we should have the same standard of justice for Trump. But the AP says, though Trump and his allies have claimed he could he could do with the documents as he pleased under the Presidential Records Act, the indictment makes short shrift of that argument and does not once reference that the statute. So DOJ's indictment against Trump does not mention the presidential records act. All told the indictment includes 37 felony counts against Trump, most uh, under an espionage act statute pertaining to the willful retention of national defense information. The APs that talks about Hillary's case with her emails 
it says here, FBI Director James Comey said that he found no evidence that Hillary Clinton intended to break the law. He says, quote, as a result, no reasonable prosecutor would move forward, move forward with the case. The relevant Espionage Act cases brought by the Justice Department over the past century, Comey said, all involved factors, including efforts to obstruct justice, willful mishandling of classified documents, and indications of disloyalty to the U.S., Indications of disloyalty to the U.S. None of those factors existed in the Clinton investigation, he said. So even though the FBI looked through Hillary's email and did determine that there were, as I recall, hundreds of classified documents in her email, they said that, well, she was just emailing out of convenience and she wasn't trying to do anything to harm the U.S., um, there's got to be disloyalty to the, uh, against the U.S., he says. So apparently prosecutors right now think that Trump is disloyal against the U.S., which is pretty shocking to think. When Biden, Biden's the one canceling uh, Chinese spy programs and taking money from the Chinese, allowing the Chinese to continue spying. Trump's the one whose whole campaign was about making America great again and, um, you know, America first policies, uh, China last policies. But anyway, they think that he's not loyal to the U.S. Well, because he's not loyal to Biden, really. Anyway, the AP goes on. Um, that's in contrast to the allegations against Trump, who prosecutors say was involved in the packing of boxes to go to Mar-a-Lago and then actively took steps to conceal classified documents from investigators. So they're saying, unlike Hillary, who was just emailing back and forth from her private server, out of convenience only, she didn't mean to jeopardize information that could be hacked on a rogue server. Um, she didn't mean any malfeasance, but Trump helped pack those boxes and not only pack them, but once they were at Mar-a-Lago, helped move and conceal them to make it difficult for the FBI to find them is what the AP is saying. I, I guess that's what the indictment says. So it's they're, they're saying Trump seems much more nefarious because not only that, but the classified information in those documents pertain to national security and supposedly nuclear weapons is what their allegations say. And AP also addresses Biden and says no charges have been brought. And so far, at least no evidence has emerged to suggest that anyone intentionally moves, moved classified documents or tried to impede the FBI from recovering them. So while Biden did pack a bunch of classified documents into his home and office when he was vice president, he did not mean to. So Biden and Hillary didn't mean to, but Trump definitely meant to. And and Bill's thing was just his personal recording, so it doesn't count either. So that's how that's how the mainstream media is breaking it down. Um, we'll see how this plays out, but definitely looking like a pretty pretty crazy witch hunt, if you ask me. Let's not forget Jeremy Brown, actually, the retired Green Beret who's sitting in jail right now, who, um, if you look at his case, he was arrested by FBI in 2021 um, after blowing the whistle on the FBI. It appears that 
when the FBI raided his home that they planted documents or yeah, they planted uh, it appeared that they had planted classified documents on his property. Um, so did they do that with Trump? Do, do I recall the Trump attorney saying when the FBI raided Mar-a-Lago that they ordered that the cameras be turned off during the raid? Why would they, why would they do that? If there's no cameras and they can easily plant documents. So we don't even know how many of these documents were straight up planted. Uh, Trump has released information showing that he had declassified certain documents, but I don't know if everything had been declassified, but we know how many haters Trump has and how much incentive there is to do something like plant, plant documents. So, uh, there's a weaponization committee in Congress for a reason. The DOJ has been weaponized in many ways. So did they weaponize against Trump once again? Many, many Americans think so. So we will hopefully, hopefully we'll get to the truth, but the hopes on that are kind of dim. Okay. It's crazy. I wanted to shout out the fact that Canadian smoke is back in the United States, you guys. Uh, Washington Post reporting Canadian fire smoke is back in the U.S. as air quality tanks in Minnesota. They have a satellite image showing a swirling layer of smoke coming down over Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, right up to New York. And uh, they talk about the fact that it, well, Washington Post says here, quote, this latest bout of smoke comes as Canada races towards its largest fire season in modern, in the modern record with more than 5 million hectares, he, hectares, hectares, is that how you say it? it in, in Canadian, what that means is 12.4 million acres. Uh, that is the most on record by far. And they talked about it being a hot and dry season. Now I, interviewed uh, my Canadian source up there, a uh, doctor and professor and, and uh, independent journalist, Sam Dubay, he said that there has not been drought in, in Canada. But Washington Post says it has been hot and dry there. Now, I want to play my clip with him um, from my time at OAN as well. Um, now, this, again, was last week when the smoke was really coming through. But for anyone who missed seeing the satellite imagery of all the fires starting in different parts of the country at the exact same time, what are the odds that a fire would start, you know, miles apart in the exact same time? What really caused these fires? Democrats in America say it's climate change and we need the Green New Deal. So is this fire an incentive for getting that Green New Deal rammed through? Was someone hired to start a fire to incentivize Americans? Uh, it, see, uh, the world is burning up. We need to address climate change now. Um, I just thought the satellite imagery was really suspicious, so I want to show you guys that. Oh, you mentioned to me earlier looking at time-lapse video of the fires uh, that indicates that they started simultaneously in multiple locations. Is that evidence of intent? 
I mean, it could very well be ivory. So if you look on June the 2nd at the time-lapse satellite imagery, it's very clear that the fire started in very close temporal proximity. One could say simultaneously, dozens of fires in southern Quebec. This is a huge swath of the province, just north of here. And, you know, Alberta has and had very bad wildfires. And if you look at the, the information, the facts, yes, many of the fires were along the travel corridors. Yes, we had a Victoria Day on May 22nd and the long weekend. Could people have been failing to put out their fires uh, when celebrating out to, at the cottage or in the bush? Absolutely. But there are just some things that are very concerning and that don't seem to add up. So the timing for one, Ivory, if you look at the Alberta wildfires, we know for a fact that a woman, a 54-year-old woman, was charged with 32 counts of arson from late April to late May of this year. And that timing is very particular because that's when the election for the premiership of Alberta was held, May the 28th. And everyone knew it was leading up to that. And we're wondering, could the fires have been set uh, with a political motivation? So that's that's concerning the Alberta fires. Wow. So possibly associated with Canadian politics. But of course, American politics are getting involved. Democrats here jumping on this Green New Deal push. Very interesting. You know, we just we don't know. But the smoke is is very strange for sure. I wanted to, you know, I mentioned yesterday I was going to talk about the fact that I interviewed a member of the Pussycat Dolls, um, very popular pop group. Jessica Sutta uh, was one of the Pussycat Dolls. She's now uh, suffering from severe illness after getting a new pharmaceutical shot into her arm, like many Americans did. She's speaking out about this. She's very one of the very few in Hollywood. I had her on and not only to talk about her symptoms, but talk about Jamie Foxx. There's allegations, you know, that there's, there's rumors. Now, Jamie Foxx spokesperson said, look, the fact that Jamie is sick is not associated with any pharmaceutical. He's basically said, uh, but a lot of people don't believe that Jessica as a fellow member of Hollywood doesn't believe it either. Take a look at a little bit of my interview with her. But regardless, something has happened to Jamie Foxx's health. He was hospitalized for an undisclosed illness in April. And on his Instagram, he thanked people for the love amid his health issues. So, Jessica, coming from the Hollywood environment yourself, was there pressure on you not to disclose your side effects? And could that be something that's happening to Jamie Foxx right now? Absolutely. It's career suicide, you know, to speak the truth. If you go against what the narrative that we've been told to, to live in, if we go against that, then we're all of a sudden anti whatever, any horrible word you can describe, you know, you are that person. But I, I can't as a human not speak out because I would never allow this to happen to anyone that I love. And I would pray that that this word could get out so they wouldn't no one else goes through what I go through on a daily basis. And it's just so confusing to me in Hollywood that we all know it's the what's the common denominator? What was the thing that just came in the last three years? All these sudden deaths. It's like, oh, you know, oh, it was just the weather. Oh, it's just the eggs. No, I can tell you. I can tell you it's not, she said. So she is. She's very frustrated. She she was red-pilled really hard in the most unfortunate way after just trying to be an obedient citizen and get that needle in the arm. 
Uh, but now she's really having courage standing up and being a voice for the others. Uh, many people who are suffering in silence uh, due to pharmaceuticals who don't want to be called wacko. So they just hide that they're suffering and many, many have actually died. Most still seem to be doing fine. So that's good. Now, many, many who got it seem to have much lower immunity and their cancer and other diseases are coming back. Uh, so this is a discussion we need to talk about. And I'm glad Jessica Sutta is stepping up. I could only play a little bit of her interview. Otherwise, YouTube would definitely put me back in jail. Just got out of YouTube jail. But you can see the full uncensored interview with Jessica Sutta from the Pussycat Dolls on OAN's website. And it, go to uh, the OAN Live app is great in your app store, OAN Live. That's how I was able to watch back my interviews after... Um, Today's actually the anniversary of me calling out Fox Corp live on air. Uh, two years ago, two years ago, June 14th, I called out Fox Corp live on air for hiding life-saving information, threatening to fire me after I had stumbled across life-saving information. I stumbled across a doctor who was saving four times more lives in the pandemic. So while everyone... Today, I saw another headline today about the real origins of this illness in China. And that those headlines interest me much less than the fact that, yeah, an illness spread around like they always do. There, there was the Black Plague back in the, way, in the day as well. But the fact that when you analyze media and government and major corporations like pharmaceutical companies, and the work that they all collaborated on to, it, it appears that they collaborated to increase the death rate, which is the most horrifying thing. Uh, because there are always illnesses, but when you create a protocol that appears to actually hurt patients, many, many people who were put on a ventilator died of the ventilator, not of the illness that they went in for. Things like that. Things like drugs that that studies have been done that should show those drugs were dangerous, yet those drugs became the mainstream protocol with major funding from the White House to make sure that every American takes that drug when they get the illness. And the drug itself is harming people. And that to this day, we can't talk. I can't say the names of these things on YouTube but I'm going to speak on this mainstream platform so that the people who are not aware can understand that this is the most troubling thing. This is the thing that I blew the whistle on. One of the things, there were many things wrong at Fox Corp, but Fox Corp was participating in the willful hiding of what was working. This doctor who said he avoided ventilators like the plague, this doctor who was adding in treatments alternative treatments that were really helping four times more lives were being saved. And he was avoiding the white house, what white house funding protocol. And that Fox wanted to fire me over it. There is blood as far as I can tell really appears. There's blood on the hands of the media, including Fox. It's sickening, sickening. Uh, so celebration of the anniversary of me calling out Fox live on air. Now it, when I did, when I went called out live uh, Fox live on air, it was project Veritas who told me to do that. 
or, you know, they, I can do what I want, obviously, but they were like, I think you'll, I think you'll reach a lot more people if you just call it out live on air. And I, I said, I think that's unnecessary theatrics. And, uh, they said, okay. And they keep trying to, um, convince me to call it out live on air over several months time. Well, I was trying to get out of Fox and just, you know, peacefully say I quit. Now here's the evidence of Fox doing dirty work, threatening to fire me over a doctor who's saving lives. But I couldn't figure out how to quit. I talked to multiple lawyers. Fox owns its employees. You can't just quit. Not under the contract that I signed. I accidentally signed a contract where I gave all my freedom away to Fox Corp. So I was like, I don't know how to get out of this. And it finally dawned on me, if I call them out live on air, they won't want me. They'll get rid of me. That's how I get rid of them. And then I can freely, freely tell the public the truth. Not only that, but I will reach more people with the truth if I do something like that. Sure enough, it worked. A lot of people ended up seeing my story. Um, sadly, it, here's a sad thing for me. Two years later, is that those 40 seconds live on air of, of calling out Fox, that went viral. People are like, oh, you're cool. so cool. You have all these balls for calling out Fox live on air. Uh, before I finish my story, let me just play the clip of me doing that. Every Hecker is live in Montgomery County to take a look at that aspect. Thanks, guys. That's right. Before we get to that story, I want to let you, the viewers, know that Fox Corp has been muzzling me to keep certain information from you, the viewers. And from what I'm gathering, I am not the only reporter being too subjected to this. I am going to be releasing some recordings about what goes on behind the scenes at Fox because it applies to you, the viewers. I found a nonprofit journalism group called Project Veritas. It's going to help put that out tomorrow, so tune into them. But as for this heat wave across Texas, you can see what it's doing to AC units. This one broken down as we... So people laughed and really loved that. Um, hold on, how do I get out of this thing? You know, it went viral, and which is which is all fine and dandy. But what I didn't like is that the what I was exposing didn't really go as viral. Uh, letting people know that the media, including Fox, including the Murdochs, don't have your best interest. Not only don't have your best interest, but of all things to hide, you're hiding what is saving four times more lives in a pandemic. And then you're saying that that this illness that was unleashed wherever in China, who cares? Because the illness was not nearly as deadly as was claimed. So where it came from doesn't really matter to me. The fact that the media and the government and pharmaceutical corporations collaborated together to make it as deadly as possible is what is horrifying. What I was trying to expose two years ago and what I, I think a lot of people still don't get um, and in, in that live, I, I, I mentioned that I was not the only reporter being subjected to this uh, censorship. That is because when I secretly arranged a gathering with the, the life-saving doctor, whose name is Joseph Ferrone, I, you know, I was banned by Fox from the topic. And I was like, I have got to get answers. Something's up. The fact that they're threatening to fire me over the truth. I, I didn't seek out this doctor. Fox sent me to him. And they, they didn't know that he was going to say something that went against their narrative. Now they're threatening to fire me. So I, I sought him back out in secret. I hired my own videographer. Now, I would normally, Fox would send me with a videographer. 
I paid my own money, even though I was about to lose my job, shelled out my own money to an independent videographer to go with me and meet back up with this doctor and find out what's really going on. And I asked that doctor in the interview, he was clueless about the hell I was going through at the hands of Fox. He didn't know that my interview with him had threatened my entire career. He also didn't know what I was about to do live on air, but I, I asked him if any other, you know, I, I just, I let him know right there in the interview, you know, I went, I got put through the ringer by Fox because of your interview. They didn't want me to let the public know what you're using to save lives. Have you dealt with any, have you heard this from any other reporters? Because he was, he was getting interviewed very often. So one thing about this doctor is that he would open his hospital to the public. Very few hospitals would do that. So the media glommed onto this guy. Uh, he got tons of press coverage because they could get video of people in hospital beds. And with the media wanting to put out hysteria about the pandemic, this was their guy, the doctor who would allow them to get those magic shots of patients, you know, dying in the hospital, even though he was saving four times more lives. So, he interviewed with a lot of outlets, all of the major mainstream outlets, including CNN and all those guys. And I asked him, like, have any other reporters told you that that they weren't allowed to put out to the public what you're actually doing? And he said, oh, yeah, many. And I was shocked. Uh, is that because I, I'm like, wait, this is what you're doing and it's working so well. And you've been interviewed by so many media. Why? aren't more, you know, why, why aren't more people, why aren't more outlets talking about what you're doing, what's working? And he says, I tell all of them what, what I'm doing and, and none of them, none of them actually report what's working. And he says, if, you know, when they're recording the interview, they cut out the part about the certain treatments that um, shall not be named uh, so all the media would censor it. Even I was told by his hospital that um, CNN interviewed him and he mentioned the I word, that horse deworming paste drug. And CNN, you know, he said, I've been using that. It's really working. And it's one of a list of things he was using, including a lot of vitamins through IV drip, like vitamin C, vitamin D melatonin, magnesium. And he, you know, CNN's like, yeah, well, we're not going to air that the I word. We're not going to talk about that drug. Click end of interview. By the way, Mr. Verone, can you get me a prescription for that? So CNN literally cut out of their interview was working. Then asked him after the interview, to give them the same drug that's working while they hid that drug from the public. I don't think there's anything more evil and wicked and cowardly than that. Because the people who were interviewing him knew that they could get fired from name, naming that drug. So rather than have some courage and face off with their boss and say, well, we're going to let the public know it's working. They, they censored Dr. Verone but privately asked him to help save their health with the same drug by giving them a prescription. So wicked, so freaking wicked. So that's part of what I called out. 
live on air with Fox. So glad I did. No regrets. Definitely has changed my life. Uh, definitely have had huge adjustment, adjusting. It's been a huge adjusting period. Um, just not being out in the action. I was a crime reporter and I would cover natural disasters as well and stand in floodwaters and have all the adrenaline. And now I'm, now I podcast from home and work for myself. I used to be a corporate soldier. So it's been emotionally like a really difficult adjustment at times, just, just emotionally, but like mentally, I'm so glad that I did that. I do not miss the corporate news, but I guess I just miss being out in the action a little bit, but also I don't, I want peace. So I'm just like in this weird place two years later. Um, thank you for the super chat. Wouldn't the Dems, aka demons, just crap if Trump ran as one of them? LOL. That would be such a funny twist. <laughs> what if Trump ran against Biden in the primaries as a Democrat? I mean, didn't he used to be a Democrat? Basically, he was buddies with, you know, Hillary Clinton was at his wedding and all that. Just switch back to Democrat and really uh, throw people for a loop. That would be really funny. And then it could be Trump versus DeSantis <laughs> in the 2024 election. That would be something else, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. You guys are naming some of the forbidden drugs in my comment section. I'm glad you guys can do that. Well, it'll probably get censored, actually. YouTube YouTube censors the comments. They censor me. It's crazy. Um, my videos do feed over to Rumble and BitChute. Those links are down in my description. I'm growing my audience over there. So one day, one day we can uh, quit YouTube, hopefully. But right now, YouTube is where I make my money. So I appreciate you guys, everyone who supports my YouTube channel. It does allow me to continue working as an independent journalist and news analyst, hoping to open people's eyes to the topics that are not as well covered. We all know Trump's getting indicted. Did we know that he was helping, you know, he, he's, he's creating this plan to help children uh, as illnesses among children are strangely growing. No, nobody's talking about that. Well, that's what I'm here for. I try to shed light where nobody else wants, uh, you know, topics nobody else wants to talk about. So with that being said, great to be with you guys. I'll probably be back on YouTube tomorrow. Let me know what you guys want me to talk about. Uh, drop a comment down in the comment section on what you guys want me to dive into next. All right. See you later.